has. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Hello, and welcome to our Burkett One Down in Arsenal podcast. Uh, this is going to be a quick show tonight just to celebrate and talk about the new Arsenal signing, Julian Timber. I'm, I guess you're going to hear that loads and loads of times uh, over the past, over the next coming days. Uh, here to talk about our new signing, Julian Timber, the guy who's always here, the owner of the podcast, Danny, Danny, Danny. What have you done today, Danny, apart from sleep? I uh, got up at, um, uh, woke up at half three. Uh, Sean's aunt come round to, I've got a, a sore bit on my bum. She come round and had a look at that. She's a nurse. She went, oh, lovely, it's healed. And then I got up. And then I made uh, sausages and mash, all from Ocado. Lovely. So I've gobbled five sausages, and I was halfway through watching Hijack with the uh, the fellow gooner, uh, Idris Elbow. What a good-looking bastard he is. Oh, there we go. I've sworn in the first minute. There goes any there goes 70p we would have made. And I was 30 minutes into that, and Sean rang me, and you replied, and then said, do a show. How have you been? What have you been up to today? Uh, today was my first day off in God knows, like genuinely, my first day off in about two weeks because it's summer holidays. And as you know, lots of people take holidays off at work. So today I woke up, I got in the shower, <laughs> I changed into some very comfortable clothes and I did absolutely nothing. Like genuinely did nothing today. And it was one of the best days ever because I have work tomorrow, unfortunately. So today was my relaxing day and I was sitting at home, Danny. I was watching Court Cam because that's my new obsession. If you haven't watched it, watch it on Sky. Um, it's country? all about, obviously, America because they're fucking uh, crackers yes. over there. Um, and it's just about what happens in the courtrooms in America. And as you know, because Americans are all mad, I love my <laughs> American... Sorry, American listeners, but you are. You're all crazy. And, yeah, just about that. So that's my new obsession. And as I was scrolling, I got a notification on my phone. Welcome to Arsenal, Durian Timber. So, Danny. Um, Durian Timber, the guy who plays a multiple positions, he's now signed for Arsenal for an they also undisclosed fee, but it's around the 40 to 45 million pound mark. If uh, rumors are to be believed, 40 um, plus five, yes, uh, comes from Ajax, plays in the defense, uh, across the board, but mainly he plays as a center back. Um, Danny, what do you think yes. about? I mean, yeah, um, those. Uh, listeners on YouTube will see that he plays multiple uh, positions, mostly at centre-back. Um, he's played 166 games at centre-back, 49 times at right-back, eight times at left-back, and one time at defensive midfielder. Um, Danny, what do, you, what, what do you see as his main role at Arsenal? Do you think he's coming for a backup like for Saliba? 
or do you think he's gonna come as a back, um, backup right back, or do you think genuinely he'll just play anywhere across the back? I think his main role is to come and please the ladies because we just put a picture of him up and look at that smile. That's a man who's got he's, he's cooking, he's cooking with gas, he knows what's going on. He's five foot ten, he looks those legs, he looks a lot, lot taller than that, but he is probably thinking. I've made it. I've, my life is now complete. I'm at the club he supported as a kid. He was only 22 um, a month ago. Like you're saying, he's Dutch, right back. Started his career at Feyenoord, four years there. I think his brother has um, left Feyenoord as well. Now his brother's gone back, he's twin. He's got three other brothers as well. Um, only Dylan has got a link um, as, a, as a footballer. Dylan is 23 and he is VVV-Venlo. Quadruple V is there now. I think we had a player on loan there recently. He's just signed for those. And before that, it was a, a young Utrecht, which young is uh, Dutch for young. So it's like the U- Utrecht reserve team. And so uh, position-wise, yeah, I was wondering about that. Because if you look at the positions, like we are just saying then, is uh, you wouldn't think at 5 foot 10, your natural position would be centre-back, would you? But 166 games... So three quarters of his games, he has played at centre back. Now Ajax are a decent team. They've won the three main seasons he's been there. He didn't win it last season, but the season before that and the season before that, they were Dutch champions. So we've been playing in those positions. They're obviously a decent side, and they're doing well in football. So I don't know who do you think we should be worried for? Because I honestly don't know where he's bringing him into play. Because we know how much um, Arteta likes to get a player like like Wenger used to do and go. Oh, I know you're you're a right back or centre back. We're going to move you around a little bit. So what, what do you reckon Arteta's plans for him are? I think he's going to come in to be a reserve centre back. I think um, I'm hopeful that Arteta has kind of realised that you can't play the same team week in, week out. So I think you are going to have to rotate um, Saliba, especially with his back injury uh, problems. Now, anyone who's ever had a back injury knows that a back injury doesn't just go. like It can be recurring. And the fact that we're going to have 38 games in the Premier League, at least six guaranteed in the Champions League, FA Cup and and uh, League Cup, you, you're going to have to rotate. And what you don't want to do is rotate for less. You kind of want to like for like, okay, maybe he won't be the same level as um, Saliba, but you want someone with quality to come in when you need to. So I think that's going to be um, his position, I think, centre-back. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe he may occasionally fill in at right-back uh, if Ben White's out or Tommy Asu injured or wherever. But I think Man City showed it. Like, when you have a squad, you kind of you have to replace with quality. Like, I mean this respectfully, and we'll probably talk about it in a minute. Like, when Saliba went out injured and Rob Holding came in, you saw the drop-off in quality, and it was shocking. Like it was real, it was a massive drop off in quality. And I think I'm not saying that's the only reason why we didn't win the league last season. It definitely wasn't. But did it contribute? Yes, it did. Because yeah. Rob Holding is nowhere near Saliba's level. And I think that was a, a factor. So I think when you have a when you have a squad, you want to rotate um, and bring in someone of quality and I think that's what he's going to do now Arteta 
it does make sense that that's the thing that he's going to do. Um, a Turkish club, I think, is Besiktas, bless you, thank you, have made a two and a half million bid for Big Bob Holding. Big Bob is still only 27. He's been at the club for nearly 30 years and he's still only 27. <laughs> I, I will never understand that. Well, but I think they wanted the bald Big Bob Holding. Big Bob with the luscious lion mane, that's going to cost you a lot more than 2.5 million, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, yeah talk about it now i think rob holding is good enough to play for a lower to mid table um premier league squad so yeah like an aston villa not sorry not aston villa crystal palace mm. uh to come in for someone like that like uh, even a west ham yeah someone like that to come in especially not 2.5 million he, he's worth more than that like you gotta give him some respect like he's not a bad player i just don't think the quality that we were used to with Saliba and the way that what we play, he just can't do that. And I think, yeah, if you look at maybe a West Ham coming in or, or someone along the ilk, um, those are the people that he, he needs to go and play for. But yeah, I think the writing may be on the wall for Rob Holding because at the moment, if you think about it, we've got eight very good defensive um, players and Rob Holding's not in them. If you think at left-back, we've got Tierney and Kivior. Um, and then if you think at centre-back, we've got um, Rob... Sorry, you've got Ben White, who can play, obviously play right-back as well. You've got Saliba. You've got uh, Timber. You've got Gabriel. Um obviously like so and then right back you're talking about Ben White and also Timber so you know our defensive positions are, are really like stacked at the moment so I just don't see where Rob Holding kind of fits in like I think we have to I also have to be better at selling players and I think that is definitely one person who as much as we like him I think sometimes sentiment has us keeping hold of players when we shouldn't so he probably needs to get sold as well as um, Cedric. I don't know if anyone saw. Um, I don't know if anyone watched the game yesterday um, yes. against. I thought I thought it was all right. Oh God, no! Did you I mean, really, attacking, Cedric? Attacking oh, down he... the right, he's got some lovely crosses in. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't I think, think Cedric's he was... time. Yeah, oh, yeah, well. he's he's done at the club. He's just holding on because he's on a decent um, wage there. Yeah, and that's it. And, and the fact of the matter is that he's never going to earn his his next club. I'm never going to pay him what we're paying him. So of course he's going to hold on to uh, maximum like his contract. And I don't, to be honest, I don't blame him. Like if you're thinking from a business point of view, I don't blame him at all. If he's going to sit on this contract, if Arteta probably said you're not going to get any game time, I'm sure he's what's he like 31, 32. I'm no. sure he's been happy to Cedric. Huh? Cedric. Cedric. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be happy to sit on his contract and say, "Okay, no worries. I'll, I won't play any football. Like, but you're going to pay me." And to be honest, as a football fan, like an Arsenal fan, you're probably like, "No, just leave, just leave." But as a business point of view, like for him, I wouldn't leave because, you know, he's no, he knows he's never going to get another contract like this ever again. So, from that point of view, I think he he's done. And unfortunately, I think. Um, I honestly do think Tierney, so I'm not Tierney, hear me. I think <laughs> Rob Holding probably the same, but I, I do want to see Rob go to a good home. 
You know, we, you know, like, oh, yeah. um, you know, like yeah. if you was moving abroad and you need to give up one of your cats and you think to yourself, <laughs> I don't want to just give them to anyone. I want to give them oh. to a good home where he's going to, you know, do well. And I think um, definitely. They're going to look after his hair. Yeah, exactly. So I do want to see Rob Holding go to a, a, a good home. Um, but yeah, Timber, I mean, if you look at his price tag, you, you think to yourself, oh, he's going to be a guaranteed star. And I don't think he is, like, because if you think to yourself, who's he going to displace in that um, back line? He's not going to displace Ben White because Ben White was absolutely brilliant last season. Um but I, I guess you could tell towards the end of the season, you could tell Ben White was getting tired um, because in some games he just couldn't do it. And you could see his legs just didn't have it. And I think having Timber is great because, you know, you don't, that, that um, means that you don't have to play Ben White every single game. You can mm. rotate him, um, especially, like I said, with Saliba as well some of the games you can rest Saliba or bring him off or, you know, just like, I hate to keep comparing, but just like Manchester City, like you don't need to play your first 11 every single game or don't even have a first 11. Try yeah. and rotate um, because that one saves legs and probably saves injuries as well. And he obviously keeps the opposite opposition guessing as well. I think that's a good thing. A um, couple of little things from the chat. Avon's on form. He says, uh, White wants to go back to centre-back because Gareth Southgate, the England manager, has told him he won't make the England squad at right-back. And Stefan says he agrees with him. And Avon later put, how is Rob Holding the only player not in the forest haven't tried to buy? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you got some stats here for you. Something I didn't realise. Um, when Timber broke into the first team in 2021, um, with, with Ajax, he played 20 league games that season. Next season, he played 30, and the next season, he played 34. I was wondering how many goals they let in. Well, in his first season, they let in 23. Next season, they let in 19, and he was one of the main centre-backs. And last season, they let in 38. So that's a bit concerning, the fact they went, they doubled the number of goals conceded whilst also scoring, what, uh, 16 less from their first season. But... Yeah, I hear you, but Ajax were poor last season, let's be honest, like the whole yeah. team. Well, and plus, manager like, in January. he's going to be playing under Arteta, who's not going to obviously accept some of the probably things that he did last season. He's going to be playing with better players as well. So I guess if you look at that, you can't think that it was just um, him that conceded all the goals. But, you know, I, I'm... I am excited to see what's going to happen, where he's going to play. I think, um, obviously, they're going. Arsenal are going to America, I think, Sunday. So he's going to get a few games out there. Obviously, we play the American All-Stars. I think we play Man United and Barcelona, I want to say. I can't remember who it is um, that we play. But, um, yeah, hopefully you'll see what he can do. And, you know, yeah, hopefully he's going to add... Yeah, hopefully he's going to add to this uh, back line because I think last season, like I said, when um, Saliba went out, we kind of, we lost our way a little bit and, you know, conceding like, yeah, three goals at home to Southampton. Don't, don't Conceding, you know, four goals away to Man City. Don't say that. Losing to Nottingham Forest. You stop it. You're making people depressed. Let me give them some happy news. Um, 
Yeah, there's a little caveat should be that season when the last season, they uh, just looking at the IX team, his defence centre-back partnership was with Lissandro Martinez. He went to Man United for 57 million. They also lost the, the goalkeeper, went to Inter Milan on a free transfer, and they're now flogging him to Man United for 40 million. Onana, so that's a decent one. And also Anthony, their, their talisman up front, who just spends the whole time thinking it's FIFA spinning on the spot. Um, they sold him for the best part of a hundred million, and their goal scorer Sebastian Haller went to Borussia Dortmund. But I didn't realise that he was a key part of the when Holland or Netherlands, whichever one you want to call it, they won the under eighteen European Championship in two thousand and eighteen. I'm just looking here in the quarterfinals, they drew one one with Republic of Ireland, and he scored a penalty in the in the shootout. And then in the semi-finals, they drew nil nil with England. And then he scored a penalty in the penalty shootout, as did his brother. And then in the final, drew 2-2 with Italy. He scored the opening goal after 46 minutes. And then again, he scored a penalty from the penalty shootout. So we've got someone there who is no stranger to scoring a few goals. That's nice, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Uh, anyone who can score a goal, put the ball in the back of the net, definitely is um, is something that you, you, you're going to want to add to... The, the squad and I think also it helps that if he he's a ball playing centre back and by that I mean he's not going to be worried about taking the ball and running up the wing or in, even in defence and taking being comfortable on the ball because as you know Arteta likes this team to play up from the back so yeah. anyone who's comfortable with the ball at their feet that's good and I think not to keep harping on about flipping um, Rob Holding but I but think that's yeah, I am. But that's what kind of we lost a little bit last season. Did, um, did struggle playing him. the ball out or even bringing the ball out of defence. And I think that obviously didn't help. But I think with uh, with Durian, I think that's he's going to be comfortable. So it's not something that he needs to be taught. It's not something that, you know, in training, Arteta's going to be with him saying, no, this is what you do. He's going to be comfortable with the boys. He'd be comfortable at passing, you know, left and right, up, down, like running with the ball. You know how you look at Saliba. Saliba is so comfortable on that ball, like he's so so good. And you know, for for all the defensive frailties that Gabriel sometimes have, because he does, he, I don't think he's as comfortable on the ball with at his feet with, that Saliba has. You know, but Gabriel's got good recovery, and I think you know a partnership needs to be formed. Whoever he plays with, whether it be with. Gabriel, whether it be with Kivior, whether it be with Ben White, depending on where he plays, you know, you just don't know. But I think it's always good when you have players and they can just come into the squad and just be easy, just be so good. And obviously, you know, we don't know how he's going to play, so I'm just predicting. But I don't. Every time you watch a compilation, you you clearly you know only see the good things about him, but. You know, he even though you know he's short for a centre back, he's um five foot ten. Uh, for you short guys out there, you're not as tall as us. You know, our six foot plus people, but he's 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 good in the ball and he's quick. He, he you know he's got pace to burn. So yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with him, and hopefully, 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 we can um we can play him, and and I think he's. Him having Champions League experience is really, really good as well because he will be one of the very few people in the squad to play Champions League football. So I don't think there's many at Arsenal. I think uh, Zinchenko, um, Jesus, Champions League, Jesus, 
Uh, Tyranny, I think he, but that was a Celtic. It was Celtic, yeah, out, Tierney. So was in it. And that um, Partey, if he stays with um, Atletico, okay, and I think that may be it. Like, that's played Champions League football. So, well, talking you know, of Champions League, do you want to see how he got on? I mean, last season, a bit of pinch of salt because they sold their players. Um, for the group stage, they beat Rangers 4-0, and then they lost 2-1 to Liverpool uh, at Liverpool, which is a decent result. Smashed at Napoli 6-1. Smashed at, um, oh, smashed at home 6-1 to Napoli. Smashed 4-2 away at Napoli. Beaten 3-0 at home to Liverpool, and then beat Rangers 3-1. But like we're saying, Martinez, Onana... And uh, Anthony and Sebastian Haller all gone. So you look at the season before that, when they had their full strength team, the season they did the double. You look at that, Carl. That's not a bad set of results, is it, for the Champions League? Yeah, like I said, I think Champions League um, experience is very, very important. And one thing that um, I've kind of just come out to me it doesn't get very many yellow cards which is uh really good and i think it, it, when you see a center back who doesn't get very many yellow cards it's a good thing because obviously his tackling rate must be very very good well, he, so got hopefully... last, he got three two seasons ago and he got six last season games. exactly so i think that it is is very very good and i think oh yeah sorry um thank you for the chat Forgot Jorginho and Kai Havertz as well. They've uh, been in the Champions League. Sorry, forgot yeah. about those. New signings. Uh, uh, what do you think of this run, though, in last, not last season, but the season before that's Champions League? In the group stage, unbeaten, beat Sporting 5 1 away, Besiktas 2 0 at home, Dortmund beat them 4 0. I remember that game. 4 0 at home, beat Dortmund 3 1 away. Then they went to Besiktas, beat them 2 1. Then Sporting, they beat them 4 2. At home, then went then went to the last 16 and they drew 2-2 away at Benfica. And you'd think, well, they've got a home leg now. They should really win that. End up losing it 1-0. Unlucky. And also, I didn't realise he was their starting centre-back at the last World Cup for Holland. Played every game. Yeah. So Brilliant. I know, think we are 40 in, uh, million. That's a bargain, isn't it? Of course it is. Like in, Someone who's 22. Football today, in football today, if you look at it, of course it's a bargain. I think... Uh, the fact that Man United were after him last season and really, really wanted him. And I believe he went, I believe he turned up at their FA Cup final game against Man City and every, all the Man United fans are going crazy. Oh God, he's going to come to us and look where he's ended up. So, you know, the fact that, you know, his old manager really wanted him and he's come to us uh, says a lot. Uh, and I'm just, I'm, I'm happy that, like I said, we've got people in reserve that can come in and the quality won't drop off. And that's the most important thing, because if we need to go toe-to-toe with Manchester City again, we're going to need quality players. And I think this guy is going to be quality. I think he definitely is. And it's yet another player that we can say, if everything goes right, he could be at the club for the next... uh... For the next 20 years? Not 20 years. He's only 20. He could be at the club for the next decade or so. Oh yeah, definitely. I think everyone in this squad at the moment, like, is 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 at an age where in the next this season or next season will come into their rightful form. Like, you got Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, um, okay, Zinchenko's what twenty seven, twenty eight. So you know he's got experience, but um, the rest of them, Martin Odegaard, Kai Havertz, uh, Emil Smith Rowe, um, Jesus, Saka, Martinelli, all the they're at the right age at the moment where um, they can come in 
and actually play really, really well. And once they start playing with each other regularly and they start forming relationships on off the on the pitch, sorry, they're gonna be brilliant, they're gonna be world beaters. We've got a decade of glory coming, hopefully, and hopefully this will coincide with Man City getting uh, all the all their trophies and relegated. Um, for a bit, Sir Romano here, sometime um, June third this year. Here's former Ten Hag player Julian Timber at Wembley today in attendance to a Man United v Man City FA Cup final. Ajax rejected multiple approaches from Manchester United for Timber deal last summer. Contract expired. Doesn't matter when his contract expires. There you go. Carl's right. Good memory. And he's uh, yeah. looks like he might be with his brothers there. I wonder if that one of them is. Wonder if the twins look the same. Off the, they do, the one in the check shirt. That yeah. So yeah, I'm happy. Um, Danny, do you want to touch quickly on the game against Nuremberg uh, and what we saw? So anyone who didn't um, know, we played Nuremberg yesterday. We drew one one with them. Um, we played a in the first half. It was quite a decent squad actually. Um, we saw Kai Havertz make his debut. Um, which was obviously really, really good to see. Saliba was back um, playing the first half, which obviously was good to see him back on a football pitch once again. Um, and hopefully there's no effects on his back injury. Obviously, you don't read too much into results. It's more, you know, trying to get players fit, seeing how relationships work and things like that. So um, of what you saw of the game, Danny, what did you make of it? Uh, I was a little bit concerned about Balogun's alarming miss at the end, but as as people should be reminded on a minute-by-minute basis, pre-season friendlies are not about winning games. They're about winning fans and getting match fitness and players getting used to playing with each other. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Uh, Odegaard was meant to play, but he had a little niggle before the game started, and so he didn't he didn't start at all. I'm just bringing up the, the team lineup here. Um, I I wasn't taking too much notice of it, which is why I didn't notice that um, somebody said that in the chat that uh, Suarez is uh, is is uh, passes or something way out of order. But he started off with Ramsdale in goal, Gabriel and White at the centre back, Kivior at well, I don't know. Left back. Oh, left back. Yeah. oh, you said this earlier, didn't you? When you said yeah, and Saliba at right back, Party, Trossard, uh, Vieira, and Ketia, Nelson and Saka. Uh, Saka's good goal did what he's it's good to see the new season about to start and he's still doing his old magic running down the left cutting in on his left foot and then uh, whacking the ball in and scoring but then uh, I didn't recognise anybody from the other side which is I mean they are a second division German side they've got a Welsh bloke called Lawrence dear oh dear but then we made a load of subs Carl Hine came on and what happened with the goal there Carl? Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> let's just say that let's be happy it happened in a preseason friendly and not a game where it mean, meant anything. Uh, I guess my only take from yesterday, I know it's a preseason friendly, and I know you. Sh- I'm still a bit worried about Fabio Vieira. I think he just he seemed to get bullied off the ball a lot, and. You know, everyone was saying that he needs to the bowl cup over the summer, and I kind of believe that as well. And he hasn't really. Um, this could be a make or break season for um, hear me, Patrick Vieira for Fabio Vieira. I and think Patrick, he needs, his new club, Orcs there, I think yes, he's managed. <laughs> um, but I, I do think that he needs to bulk up a little bit. I think 
you know, for someone that we paid forty million pounds for, and I know he he does not decide the price tag. Clearly, he doesn't. But this is a make or break season for him. You've got to literally, he's got to deliver this season, depending on how many games he gets to play or, or with that. But yeah, I, from what I saw yesterday, I, I was just a, a tiny bit worried about him. So, but hopefully, he will improve and. Um, you know, we'll see the best of Fabio Vieira, like definitely. And I think the future's um, definitely bright. I don't know if you saw um, Ethan play yesterday. Um, that he pass was. for Balogun, he was. wasn't he? Yeah, the, he a couple was. of Absolutely. did a, a few little bits of FIFA magic on the right wing, didn't he? Or near the halfway line, turned two or three players in and out, and he went to do it a second time later on in the game, and they weren't letting him have any of it, but. And then oh, he got the ball. He did. Two, he did three players. Then ran off towards the middle of the pitch. And he thought, "This this kid's still got bloody nappy on. He's he's barely. He's st- he had got CBBS on his phone as he's doing it because kids these days they can multitask. But bloody hell, what a player! And that that skelly bloke, he looks really decent as well. So it's nice yeah, to see that we might have some players coming out of Hayland that might be able to make the first team because I think we've been so lucky in recent seasons with the, the number of players that have come out that we can actually use as first-team players. You thought maybe we'd, we'd run that well a little bit dry there. I hate euphemisms. Maybe we'd had all we're going to get. What is that on my sleeve? Yeah, I'm hoping that these guys will get a chance this season. I remember a load of people were, when he coming against Brentford, um, and everyone was saying, oh, we did it for the PR, but you know, Arteta saw that he saw something in him and, you know, he came on and play and he, I'm glad that he signed the contract uh, extended so he'll be in and around the squad and no one's expecting him to be like on the bench every single game or, but he may make a few games and you never know, like what, you know, he may make a few League Cup games or something like that. So I'm hoping next season, you know, you'll see people make the bench and actually actually get some game time, hopefully. And, you know, we'll see what he can do in America because he's definitely going to go on the uh, trip to America, that's for sure. And yeah, he'll get do. some game time over there and, and just uh, we'll see. So, yeah. Uh, America, uh, did you see, do you keep an eye on the good old America's uh, games? Because they play about a million games a season. And where is it? Oh, here we go, United oh, Matt States. Matt Turner's... Um, no, some Magical. of the results they had. Um, hold on, I'm just going to go and get all the results up. Matches, there we go. And uh, they've had some quite decent, big results. I'm trying to find the one, uh, might have been this one, Three USA 3, Mexico nil. Pulisic scored a couple. And did Balogun get to come? Oh, Balogun started that game. They had three, yeah. pl- probably four players sent off in the whole game. It was a war. And then the Didn't next game Canada was... Yeah, Canada was the next game, and that's where Balogun scored his, his his debut goal. Also started that game. You think excellent, two starts, two games, one goal, and then the next game after that they drew. Um, where was it? Uh, oh, one one with Jamaica. Yeah, one one with one one with Jamaica. Now, did he start yeah. that game? I don't think he did. No, he didn't. So this is what I was trying to... There's probably some Americans in the chat might know this, but he didn't start the Jamaica game. And the ones I really wanted him to start was the one against St. Kitts and Nevis and Trinidad and Tobago because they've got this um, Colombian player. He scored three goals against St. Kitts and then against Trinidad and Tobago, this uh, the Colombian scored another another hat-trick, back-to-back hat-tricks, first time in American history 
But I just kept thinking, that could have been our Balogun. He could have done that. And then he'd have about eight goals in five games for the USA, and he'd be an absolute legend. So if anybody knows why, I'd like to know. <laughs> but it's going to be great for him going to America as an Arsenal player, showing what he did against Nuremberg and playing against the MLS All-Stars and also playing against, what do you say, Man United and Barcelona over there. It's yeah. going to be, do you think, how else do you think he's going to do? Because with, with the pressure and the expectation of, of being a new American international, because he was born in New York, what do you reckon? Oh, he's going to, he's going to, the thing is, <laughs> Arteta's got no time for sentiment. So he's going to want to start, he's going to want to like come on and play loads of games. But at the end of the day, he's got to realise that Jesus will start majority of the games, if not all of the games over there. Uh, and Ketia will probably get a half um, and then Balogun may clean up afterwards. He's not going to... I very much doubt there's any game that he's going to start because um, Arteta has not time for sentiment. Arteta's out there to get the team prepared for the season uh, and see relationships. Now, if he's screaming that he wants to leave, then Arteta's going to say, well, F you, like, I'll play players ahead of you. So... Um, I believe he will get on and he's gonna to wanna to do he's gonna to wanna to do loads over there, isn't he? He's gonna to wanna to play for Arsenal and score and show the Americans what he can do in front of his quote unquote own people. Um but I think patience is the key. I think we don't have enough in the squad to keep him, Jesus and um Eddie and Ketia. Mm-hmm. So something's gotta give. Something swear has well. got to give, whether it's I think Balogun will leave. I don't think we'll oh. get rid of Eddie. Um, but what would you do? Where, a silly question. If it was me, I <laughs> I want to see what Balogun does. But if he's saying that he wants to start, there's no way he's going to start ahead of Gabriel Jesus. It's just not going to happen. So unless he's willing to accept a role where he may start against the likes of Luton and Sheffield United and people like that. If he's not willing to take that, then he's got to go. Because what you don't want is an unhappy Balogun who's going to upset the dressing room. That's something you don't want to do. Or you just or start releasing things on social media or start um, through the um, actual media, start saying things like, oh, you know, Balogun's unhappy in the dressing room and people are starting to turn because that source only comes from one person. It's the player. So I guess we'll see. Uh, it's going to be exciting. I, I'd love, if Badigan does go, I still think there's time for another, to get another f- forward in. I still think we need something different. We need a big, tall forward. I think we need to change up a little bit. These small forwards, um, we've got them in abundance. I'd love us to change the game a little bit by playing someone big and tall up front. But Well, maybe you know. maybe they're going to, you know, last season when we were attacking, Erdegaard would be the one that would probably go forward quite often when Jesus would go out wide. Maybe Arteta's going to let same when we go and stuff like that and say either Erdegaard or Havertz, either one of you can go forward. And then if we're going to be doing some crosses, then maybe Havertz will go there because being six foot four, um, I think it'd be really interesting. I couldn't really make out much of what was going on yesterday because uh, it was uh, not playing against great quality. Well, they could have won the game 2-1. But when we start playing decent opposition, 
it'd be interesting to see who is making what runs compared mm. to how they were making last season. So that's that's something exciting to look forward to, isn't it? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I am really excited about this season. I just want it to start. I don't think I've ever been so excited for a season to start in a very, very, very long time. After the season been, after the Invincibles was the last one. Yeah, I, do you know what? As you say that, I think that was it. I think that was the season where I was like, God, I can't wait to see what we're going to do and like whatever happened that season. But yeah, I don't think there's been a season where the, the players that we've come in and the general buzz around Arsenal where you're thinking... Yes, come on, hurry up, hurry up. I think the last time I was even excited about signings this much, I think, was when we signed Ozil. I think that was the last time I was really, really excited um, to sign players. And this season, just hopefully, if we get the one uh, that probably will be announced tomorrow over the line, um, but that'll be another show then then we're good. And I just think we need to start selling players now. I think we've, we've got all our incomings and that's mm. good. But I think now we have to start concentrating on selling players. And depending whoever that's going to be, like I'll just get rid of players um, because we've still got Nunu Tavares to think about. We've still got um, Sambi Lokonga to think about. you still got the Cedric problem. you still got Pepe. Um, where is he? Like, is he dead or something? Because oh, no talk. We're gonna have to cancel the contract. There's he's not even been seen. Like, I've not seen him in any training photos. No. I don't. I don't know if he's been given extra time off. Well, he must be given extra time off because he didn't play. He's Ivorian, isn't he? So yeah. I don't think Ivory Coast had any like games like that for him to be having extra time off. So I would be. If he, hasn't he doesn't even make been the, given a squad number. If he doesn't make the plane to America, then you know he's he's um, he's definitely out of it because he definitely should be on that plane to America. And if he's um, not on that plane, then he's definitely not going. Like I'd be surprised if like Sambi made it because Sambi didn't make the trip to Germany because apparently he's got a fire problem. But is that for him to sort out? You know, a, a move somewhere like, and like I said, you still got Nunu Tavares to come back, and I know he played in the under twenty one championship, so he's got like a week off, um, or he he'll have another week off and then join the squad in America because I know Emil Smith Rowe said that he's going to cut his holiday short because obviously he wants to get fit and in and that squad. So yeah, I'd be it, it's weird, and then obviously. I think anyone who saw it yesterday, I think apparently a Saudi club has bid for Thomas Partey, I think 30 million, but mm. Arsenal won 45 plus, which I don't blame Actually, them. So, yeah, so I don't blame them. So I think they're holding out for that. It was so. Al- A-H-L-I want him, and they're the club that are also after Mares. They've got Sam Milinkovic Savic, and they've also got Roberto Firmino. Yeah, A H L I, not Hilal, the other version of it. Uh, so there's uh, so many players that have gone over there at the moment Kante, Kubale, Mendy, uh, Ruben Neves, Ronaldo, Benzema, Brozovic, Firmino, Jota from Celtic, um, Milinkovic, Savic, Rodrigo, and Jordan Henderson. They've offered him £700,000 a week to go. Wow. I, I is, The thing is, I don't. I know people have their issues with it and are they trying to buy 
they're trying to rival the Premier League. I get that. Um, it never, no matter how many good players they get over there, it will never be the Premier League because people are just not going to watch it. I'm sorry, and like, I'm no. not trying to be like rude, but they're just not going to watch it. Like, I, mean, you, I saw a clip um, yesterday of Ronaldo running in on goal. He was going to the left, and some player tried to hack him down. These players are going, and they're playing in Conference South level quality of players. And most of those players, you're taking your life in your hands going over there and playing against these players that are, that are utter rubbish. Some will be good. But, oh, yeah. Rubbish. But at the same time, the problem is no one's going to buy from them. They're just going to take all these players and they're going to realise that no matter how much money Saudis have got, and let me make this clear, Saudis have got all the money. money. <laughs> um, they're going to realise it's not sustainable. They're going to, they, after a while, they're going to realise it's not sustainable. Um, but like I was saying about Jordan Henderson, um, that's generational life-changing money. Like, I'm not saying that he's not rich now, but if you go over there and that sort of money, that's, you go over there and play for like two, three years, that's changing your life. So, you know, if he does go over there, I don't I don't blame him. I, I honestly, I honestly do not blame him in the slightest because that's life-changing money. And if he can, I mean, he's not going to be sold for much, but 700 grand a week for Jordan Henderson. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just, that's, that's utterly ridiculous. But you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's not sustainable. They're going to, they want to buy football. They want to buy everything. And they're going to realise that after a while, it's not going to be sustainable because no one's going to watch it. Yes, they're buying all the, they're buying players, but, I can't see anybody waiting up to say, oh, God, I've got to watch the Saudi League. I've got to do it. Like, <laughs> what so, time's kickoff? Yeah, so, like, it's not... Same as China. No one watched Chinese football when they were doing exactly. it. Exactly. And, and no one. Exactly. People went out there for the money. That's what's going to happen. What's going to happen is people are going to go out there, they're going to play for two, three seasons. Like, Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson is, what, 31, 32? 31. So, he's got, so he's got what, maybe... Three years maximum left in him, four years maybe. Um, are we still 33? So he's got yeah. maybe two years left in him. He's a center midfielder, <laughs> you just see so centre... life shortened there in a matter of seconds. Yeah, so as a, as a center midfielder, like let's be honest with you, you're running up at that in that heat as well. Is Jordan Henderson going to be used to it? Mm, I don't, I don't think so. So, like I said, and I'm sure one of this, I'm sure that. Um, FIFA have stopped one of the Saudi clubs buying players because they haven't settled all their debts yet and I think they still owe some clubs I, mean, I can't remember who it is or which one it was but I'm sorry and that's what's going to happen FIFA after a while are going to say okay we're not going to allow this they're going to stop it Some they're going to come up with some law and they're definitely going to stop it um, maybe so far three Chelsea players one Wolves uh, one Man United um, one Leeds looks like there's going to be a couple of Liverpool ones, maybe another Chelsea and and, uh, and Man City one. We've got plenty of players that would lo- that would love it over there. You can come and buy Big Bob, and you can buy Suarez. You can buy Party. I mean, Eddie would Eddie loves the sand. He's got a bucket, a spade, some flip flops. Not sliders. Oh God, no, just go and buy Party, buy Party and Pepe. Um, oh, yeah, Pepe. So then we can go and get Caicedo or Lavia. So yeah. It'd be it good, is. but yeah, the, the thing is, Jordan Henderson won't be the last player that will leave to go for money. 
Right. And it's not it's not gonna he's not gonna be the last. Uh there'll be a loads of players who in their prime will go because it's gonna be life-changing money, but it's not gonna be sustainable. And after a while, they're gonna realize they're gonna get bored because they can just keep buying all these players, hoping to get the hype for it. The hype is not gonna be there, and everyone's just gonna shrug their shoulders and think, mm, okay, and people's careers are gonna be forgotten about. Like, you no, know, if you go there. And you think, like, if, if a top English player went over there, you really think Gareth Southgate... Gareth Southgate don't even like watching Fakayo Tomori in Italy. Um, you think he's, he's going to watch someone... In, exactly. And you think he's going to watch someone in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Never going to happen. So, yeah. Unless the five-star like, hotels, that might be the only reason why he <laughs> wants to go over there. You know, some of the managers there, you know, Steven Gerrard is there. Slaven Bilic is a manager over there. And, yeah, and Nuno Espirito Santos. Yeah, Santos, he's got over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've got, did you know David Espina is already there? Was he? Yeah, he's at Al Nassar with Ronaldo and Eva Banega. He's gone over there as well. But uh, yeah, like people are saying in the chat, they've put aside 20 billion to invest in the league and invest in football to try and get. The uh, the twenty twenty six or twenty 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 thirty World Cup one of the one of the other they're going to get it. Like, That's just ridiculous. They should not be allowed to have it. You can't have the World Cup unless football is the number one sport in your country. Maybe they have. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Make it. But I mean, in China, you could see that the fans were really getting into it, and they had a history of football. And that, like now, I think one of the only foreign players in China now is Fellaini, uh, and, and that's about it. But people were. Uh, if they, if they think people are going to pay to watch it, even if it's free, I don't think people are going to watch it. Apart from from just to watch, see how many goals a game people like Ronaldo can score. But, you know, it's their money. Do what you want with it. If they, if they want to buy a podcast, yeah, that's you let them know. Yeah, that's what we should do, Danny. Change our name to a Saudi Wonderland yeah. podcast. That's it. Sponsored. <laughs> 10 million. Everyone's going to represent us. Of course, ten million a show, definitely. I'll flipping do. A, I'll do a Saudi League podcast, like hundred percent. We'll definitely Josh might um, even turn up for his flower arranging. Do you think um, Ellis might take a day off nope. from his nappy changing? So, nope. Or Chris definitely would. Well, he's a fucking hipster. I guarantee. I guarantee. Within the next, within the next three months, Chris has a Saudi League uh, football top. At some at some point, he's going to get a Saudi football top. Like, I really like the quality. Like the I'm not running in this. Fucking awful! They're disgusting. The kits. It's like yeah, it's look, something made out of corduroy from the 1960s. Most of the way they look, they're horrible. Chris, have you seen the shit that Chris wears? Oh yeah, yeah there's, that's a point. I mean, it's fake. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this this has got Chris Carpenter written all over it. Oh, it he's definitely going to get it, isn't he? Because he has his initials on it. <laughs> he's 100 going to get it. Like, there's no doubt um, that new that's going to be um, released in America, isn't it? That that kit will come out in America. Um, they love Danny, it. Right, just before we wrap this up quickly, yes. uh, are we expect? Whenever you listen to this, people, you might we might already have it. Are we expecting another signing tomorrow? You think? Um, I I heard that, that every for every day week that goes past, 
we're saving 250 grand a week wages so that's why they keep putting it off but they are they will want our shiny new player to be available for the usa tour at the moment he's off uh, playing football training with bruno gramarez of newcastle and i think a portuguese player that's playing all three of them are having a kick about wherever they are on holiday bruno fernandez wasn't he yeah uh, was it Brit- oh, that's, that's, yes, Fernandez. I don't know if it, I don't know if it was a um, Adidas advert or something. Oh, that they were it could all... well be. That would make sense. Why I doubt very much they're all pals or they follow right. each other on on the Twitter. But yeah. I would think yes, it would be done. It's been delayed for so long. We would have thought that the rice um, deal would have come before the the timber deal because it's been working on it for that long. But also that we need. I think we've got three payments of thirty three point. 33 points that's not easy to say three million and we got three of those and we were we were struggling to stump up the cash i'm thinking no i don't think so this is the ask no. we're talking about but yeah. it is quite odd to get all of our ins done without having to do any outs that is very rare in football most clubs can't do that so we are being backed heavily by the cronkies and so well done mr cronky and son you are doing a good job yeah i think um I think we will have an announcement tomorrow. So I think he does. I think Arteta definitely wants all these signings on a plane um, going to America. So that I think the rice deal is probably done. I think all the media is probably done. And I'm just gonna be honest with you, Arsenal. Please change up your announcements. The the, the announcements have been so underwhelming. Maybe because we've waited for it for so long, that the timber one. But the videos have just been really. The same old music in the background. Then they've uh, have to pay, but you know, I want Arsenal. Arsenal have got to make a big deal out of this rice signing. Not just oh yeah, I've come from West Ham and I've signed, and the same old music and just oh rice signs. Now we want, we kind of want the razzmatazz with rice. We want we, helicopters like, with banners. We oh, do. Baby. We kind of want the rice rice baby. Like he, they've got to, <laughs> they've got to use that. Like I'll be very surprised if they didn't. But yeah, Arsenal, please, Arsenal media, if you listen to this. I'm begging you, please change up um, your media because it's a bit underwhelming and it's a bit boring, if I'm really honest. Um, just the sign, just the pictures and everything. Yeah, we want we want razzmatazz. We want everything. We want a film. We want flipping everything. So, yeah. Um, but I do think we will sign Rice. I think it will be announced tomorrow. I think they'll all be on the plane to America on Sunday, I believe. They fly out. And yeah, long. And obviously, if he does sign, we will be here tomorrow. I won't be here because I'm working tomorrow, but someone will be here with Danny. The the signing of Rice. The first game is Saturday, and it is going to be. Doesn't say what time the kickoff is. That's Man United, and then it's going to be that three a.m. in the morning. I'm sure it's something like that. Um, EDT BST. Oh, British summertime, eight o'clock. Yeah, eight o'clock for the Man United game, and the Barcelona one is three thirty in three thirty a.m. Yeah, that's <laughs> Thank one. You. Thank you. And the All-Star game is 1.30 a.m. I think it will be good for me because I'll be up. Yeah, you so yeah, you can do a live <laughs> podcast. I think the only game of that I'll watch is the Man United game because the rest of them, I definitely will. Oh, no, I'm doing it. this the wrong way around. No, they, I'm doing them in the orders. They are down the screen. No, 19th of July 
You were right. 19th of July. Yeah. So that is going to be, we've got a game Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. And then we've got the Emirates Cup against Monaco on the 2nd of August. And then we have got the Charity Shield on the 6th of August, four days later. Mm, so we've got, yeah, it's going to be one, two, three, four, five games in the space of two and a half weeks. That's a decent, that's a decent pre-season, I think. Yeah, it'll get a heavily, heavily rotation, get people match fit. Definitely, like, one of 100%. Um, right, now we're going to wrap up Yes, now, actually. But just quickly, based on right now, as we are, what would you rate Arsenal's transfer window? 10? No, 9. It would be a 10 once they get rid of a few players. But outstanding. Probably, well, it is already good. With the Rice deal, it would be the most expensive we've ever done. Uh, it's a British record for an English player to an English, from one Premier League club to another Premier League club. It's our record for the most number, uh, the highest uh, fee we've ever paid for a player. And um, we are buying ready-made young international players. It's magnificent. I honestly never thought this day would come when the club and the manager are being backed to this kind of uh, um, extreme amount of money. But Arteta bloody, bloody better perform. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I would rate it a, a 8.5. I think just like you, we need to get rid of some players. We have to. I think we can't just keep buying players. It's not sustainable. So once we get rid of a few, I'll be extremely happy. Some of the quote-unquote dead wood in the squad. Um, mm. But like you said, I think Arteta has to perform. Uh, I know people will... Mm. S- people will always say, well, we're going up against Man City, the best team in the world, blah, 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 blah. Like I said, the manager's been backed. So I think he has to win a trophy. I don't know what trophy. I'm not saying he's got to go and win the Champions League because that's near enough. That is impossible. But I think he has to go for a either the Premier League, the FA, one of the Cups. But yeah, I think um, a, I think a trophy has to be won, definitely. And like you said, I think signing of Rice... It's going to be huge for Arsenal because if he imagine how good he was for West Ham and the players that he played with at West Ham, now he's going to be playing with players ten times better at Arsenal. So I was never overwhelmed with him at West Ham, but I thought he was really decent for England on the odd occasion that I watched him. And it's just one more England international player. So when we get four or five regular Arsenal players, Arsenal players in the regular England side, I might start watching it again. There you go. So there you go. Right, everyone, thank you for tuning in uh, to this Timber Burkamp Wonderland special. Hopefully, he performs well for us, and you shall probably see him the first game against the American All Stars on Wednesday, I believe. Um, so, thank you for tuning in, everyone. Thank you for everyone in the chat. Much appreciated. Please give us a thumbs up. You know, it really helps us. It appreciates us on whatever device you are listening this on whether it be apple or spotify please give us a like again it really helps uh thank you very much everyone take care and we will probably be with you tomorrow after we announce rice so thank you and before i go rice rice baby as soon as i scored that goal i was fucking livid get down dog Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? So I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see him at him. So when you see him in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>